for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Prepare for the attack of the android. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today is Monday, April 18th, 2016. It's episode 183 of Tag the Androids. Every week, Monday evenings, right here live, tagtheandroids.com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. That guy right there pointing, that's Eric. How's it going, Eric? Oh, it's a great day, Matt. Happy to be here with you. Hey, happy to have you here with us. Also joining us next to him on The Hangout, Joey Kelly. What's up, Joey? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is a wonderful day here in the United States of America, as witnessed by the flag behind me. And, Eric, you couldn't sound more enthusiastic if you tried. Hey, those of you that don't know, Eric sets an alarm in the morning before work so that he can do this podcast with us. He's probably the only podcaster in history that does a show before work. I mean, I I couldn't go to work after this. I'd just be like, I'm done. Going to bed. It's it's five AM folks. Like this <laughs> I love this podcast so much that it ruins my entire day. <laughs> All like thousand people that download this shit every month, they appreciate that because you, you pretty much make the show. They we should just call this the Eric Finkenbeiner Android Hour or something. With friends. Yeah, that's Actually, good. you know that's what? That's good. That sounds that pretty sounds good. Really funny. Right? It does sound really good. That it sounds... actually does. All right. We'll think of it. Because we need some... people out there would think that we were making up his last name. <laughs> no, that's his real last name. It's probably not how it's pronounced, but that's his name. Nah. nah. The Germans might take issue with your pronunciation. Uh, while that's we're okay. talking about it, if you direct your attention here to the Hangout, do a little, little screen share magic. Oh, hello. What's that? It's Google Play uh-huh. Music, play.google.com slash music slash listen pound slash podcast. That's right. On It's not on the app yet. I haven't gotten it on my app yet, but I imagine the next update they push out, which we just saw drive updates. We saw uh, something else they updated uh, today. So it should be coming soon, but if you're a subscriber, if you pay them every month like Eric and I do, uh, you may already have this in the browser. Uh, there's a new section called podcasts, and oh look, there's there's the hot box, there's there's security now, there's attack the androids. Look at that. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. You can go in here, and then you can subscribe, and then uh, yeah, you can listen to it right in there, just like you would any other thing in play music. So, uh, we submitted quite a while ago, so it's cool that they're they're just now starting to roll that out. I like it. I like it a lot. And I want to talk to you guys about it. What does this mean for third-party apps like Beyond Pod or Pocket Cast or whatever? Well, it certainly puts a, uh, a, a not a death blow, but it certainly makes 90% of the people that are going to listen to you think about n- not have to think about downloading an app to get to you. Right, it's like Stitcher, but you don't have to download Stitcher unless you're already using it, because if you're already using Play Music, it's going to just be another tab, right, in your your app, so it's cool. Exactly. I don't think, yeah, I don't don't think that it's going to necessarily draw people away from the third parties, but they may not grow anymore. Or or will they... Not as fast to fate. Or will they... They might have to, right? If this just remains basic like Listen was, and this is much better than Listen already. I mean, just from using it today uh, in the browser, but it'll make them have to do something different, right? So that people still need that that app, like Beyond Pop. What are the what are the main things? Like one of the main things that I use uh, in these podcasting apps, like I um, I recently switched over to Pocket Cast, and I love that it. It looks um, like it, it learns my habits. It knows what I listen to on what days, automatically downloads them. Uh, it has a sleep timer, which I think is essential. So, like, there are certain things that, you know, I've never really liked Google Play Music, the app, but there are certain things what? that the app would need to do in order to switch me over to it. Mm. Like what? Like, have those things. What things? I wasn't listening. I was showing people what this looks oh, like. No, goodness. I'm Fine. Yeah, like sleep timers, I think are huge. Like that's the one thing I really like. One, 
I've what never used that, Eric. I've never in my life used that. I think Shane would back me up on this because he uh, he's actually the one that introduced me to these things called sleep phones, which is sort of like um, of course sort of like did. a headband <laughs> with uh, with little little speakers inside. Because I use it to uh, help me fall asleep, especially on nights where I have to get up for work like crazy. Early. So you strap on that and your sleep apnea machine, and you just like <laughs> look like like Bane or something. Every I look day. like Darth Vader, Melissa. I I am sorry for that. <laughs> Yes. Sounds like Darth Vader looks like seven of nine on a really bad day. And then come and get your love like starts playing in the background. <laughs> it's very uh, hot. But yeah, it looks cool. It'll be interesting to see like how and what else they do with it and what they do to promote podcasts. And it looks like there'll be a lot of analytics uh, as far as on the podcast uh, hub, like where you go to oh. your dashboard and everything, there was a message on there when I logged in today that said, uh, I think April 25th is when the first set of stats would be active or something. So I'm sure you'll get all the cool Google Analytics stuff that you do if you're an artist in the uh, Play Music Hub and you have music submitted there. There's all sorts of stats and everything you can see. So I'm sure a lot of that will carry over to uh, podcasts. What what kind of stats do you see? Just like outside of norm, like just like streams, like, downloads, uh, mm. purchases. If people buy it, uh, stuff like that. Nice. I can probably show it actually here. Yeah, I didn't think about it, but like the metrics would be interesting. Um, interesting to see. I mean, we have we use uh, on our side we use the uh, blueberry, right? Yeah. So like that's that's somewhat you know that's good if people are downloading it. Um, is that is that from the site or what is that? What does that actually count? It, it, you redirect the uh, the link to the podcast through Blueberry, which then gives you a link counter and whatnot, and gives you so some it the same for iTunes. It should be everything then, right? It should be. Shane Brady joining us. Also, if you're watching, here's what it looks like at least on the Artist Hub for Music. And I don't know if this is what it'll look like for podcasts or not, but this is just the kind of like little things they show you. Uh, you can see order details, previews, and subscription, and then you can download all of it if you want it. And they have it for each month. So. Did you get Attack of the Androids? In- yeah, that's what we're talking about. We were mentioning that Google's going to provide stats and analytics for it, but we were kind of speculating on what those would look like. So I was showing. Oh, it's, it's, on, it's on OBF, you guys? No, they said April 25th, I think. Oh, okay. Cool. But yeah, so we're up there. Right now, there's not a whole lot in there. So... And I've only, there's only been one podcast, The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, that I searched for in there that wasn't on there. Like the Duncan Trussell show, Sword and Scale, Twit shows, all of the other stuff I listen to has been on there, which is cool. I wonder uh, if Wicked Nerdy's on there. <laughs> so what do you guys think of the product? Because I've seen some confusion as to what people are expecting versus uh, what it is. I think it gives them a chance to be able to make some cool stations based around this kind of content rather than music because they do have people curating playlists for music. So it'd be cool to see something like like what XM Satellite Radio does with their channels, like a comedy one and and all that, but via podcasts. Right. So I've seen people complain that they can't add their own feeds, that they can't switch directly from Pocket Cast to use this and... I thought Google was pretty upfront that this was not a Pocket Casts, uh, you know, type replacement, that this was uh, more like the Stitcher model where they're trying to create stations and... Right. And, it's, if you um, look at... If you use Google Play at all, Play Music, like, you just know that it's there's just another tab in there and it's, it's podcasts. You're not adding feeds or anything like that, not yet at least. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've added a few, and it's not as good an interface if you're a power podcast listener. Um, it's not as good as um, Pocket Cast, but I don't know. It seems like I still use Stitcher even though I use Pocket Cast because I just have some subjects. That I'm like, all right, I just want to search this and 
maybe it's a podcast I only want to listen to once because it has, it's talking about that subject. And that's yeah. how I find all my Sasquatch-based podcasts. <laughs> it seemed like for me that's where that use case was. Like Beyond Pod was the shows I want to listen to every episode, so I have it auto-get. Stitcher is there for things I want to dip into and just catch an episode of, but not necessarily want to add the feed to, you know. Yeah, yeah, and Podcast is not good at here's a here's an episode, just listen to one episode, right? It's not it's not built around that. You can do it, but it's a little clunkier for that. And I'll just say Podcast is I think the best pure pocket podcast player out there. Um but I'm interested in seeing once it's on the mobile app, um uh, you know, how this is gonna fit into my uh, my listening habits. Because Right now, I only get the. Uh, right now, what do you guys have for in your uh, library that you can listen to? Um, oh, for me personally, not to jump over you, Shane, but this is might actually get me back into podcasts because despite doing two, uh, one this show and one other every week, I very rarely listen to them because well, one, I'm on the show, I know what we said, um, and I mean, duh, I mean, well, I was here. Um, but, um, the, uh, I, have just stopped listening to them for a couple of reasons. One, I didn't, I ran out of time in various parts of my life. And now that I have more time, I've forgotten about it. So now this is going to possibly draw, draw me back into that podcast world. I just subscribed, <clears throat> pardon me, to security now again, uh, which used to be one of my favorite shows. Um, and now that I don't have to download another app, which I found to be extremely annoying and never worked well. Now this just may work for me. Downloading and installing yeah, but, apps is really hard. I, f- I feel your pain. Oh, you yeah, know what I mean. I, it was what, downloading Shane? it, configuring it. Yeah, yeah, it work, yeah. It's hard. You know. It's real hard. Yeah. What, uh, Shane? <laughs> I hate you. I hate you and your cable internet. <laughs> uh, it's, it's also very easy when you uh, with traditional podcast uh, players to get um, in a, a podcast uh rut so to speak like you just listen to the same ones over and over again and discovery oh, yeah. is good in podcast but it's not probably like already looking and they getting lost in this story i've seen three podcasts i've never seen seen before, never even heard of before um that maybe i'll listen to now so i think, I think it's gonna be pretty good for discovery um do you guys think this is aimed at people like us who are you know maybe podcast power users or like I don't know. My, no. wife, my wife doesn't listen to podcasts, but maybe she'll listen to this now. What we have to understand is that as Android has grown, uh, representing one of our other articles says 81% of the market share, um, which in theory means you've got Google on uh, at least the vast majority of devices. Um, as, as that has come into the, to its own, we've passed geeks, we've passed people that know what a podcast is, we've passed all of this other stuff, and we're now hitting general populace that doesn't care about the tech and doesn't care about how the content gets created. They just want to consume it. And this is definitely not a move towards the power user. This is a, this is a move to make it easier for the grandmothers and the mothers and the 13-year-old th- kids to get on It's podcasts. making it more general, right? Like exactly. more people know what podcasts are these days. So it's, yep. yeah, it's cool. I think as a podcaster, I think it's great to have another avenue to throw our stuff out on. Definitely. It's not going to hurt us in any way. No. So, yeah, I think it's uh, – I think there are some podcasts who got in early on Stitcher that were able to build up audiences pretty quickly that wouldn't have. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we should never have an audience. <laughs> no, I mean, no, 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 I'm saying it, it kind of opens up the, it just gives some new, uh, a chance for some new blood to get out there. Cause yeah. you, there are a lot of good podcasts out there that are very hard to, to find these days. And I don't think, you know, Matt, even though you, you, know, you joke about it, I think there are, Weren't there a couple of years? Wasn't Citron a couple of years before even you got on? No, mm, no, we started in 08. Oh, okay. They might have been around, but we definitely got on yeah, Stitcher as soon as we, you know, there was a chance to, because it's as many avenues as you can cover, so the better. What, Eric? I think the point about discoverability is probably the biggest thing. Uh, and something like I was thinking about, but I didn't really put enough thought into it, I think. Um, and. You know, Google does, especially with uh, with things like AdWords, um, you know, all their advertising-related stuff, it could also open a very interesting avenue for podcasts who 
want to maybe, I don't know, pay to come up, you know, as more recommendations or things like that, um, which could help you build an audience if you're just starting out. Well, do you like their music recommendations? Because I find that most of the time it's pretty on point. So if they can apply those same algorithms based on what you subscribe to, based on what you don't subscribe to, but you download or stream or whatever, they could, they could, you know, build you a pretty decent recommendation engine for podcasts. I feel it's tougher for me to do that. Like it's easier with me to do that with music because I can listen to, you know, a typical song is anywhere between like three and four minutes. The time investment. I can quickly know if I like it, but a podcast, if it's an hour, like that's, that's a big commitment so discoverability is harder with podcasts. It's all about how but, you look at it, though, Eric. You could sit yeah. down in Shadow Gun Dead Zone and play six matches and be halfway there. You know, so it's it's all it's all relative. I think even with podcasting, you might even need to listen to an episode a few times before you um, get the hang of it. So if if a podcast comes up a couple times or a couple different episodes come up in recommendations which I'm seeing already in Google's stuff, um, that could go way, go long way toward getting you hooked into a podcast as well. So, Good yeah, stuff. I, I mentioned before you came came on, Shane, that like the, the app experience is going to be a big thing for me because I, I used to use BeyondPod, I use Pocket Cast now. Um, if it doesn't have like certain features, then I probably will only use the web version. But... Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the outfits. I use Stitcher a lot uh, at night listening. Um, I joked about finding I find all my Sasquatch um, podcasts through Stitcher, but it's actually true. He's not joking, ladies and gentlemen. This is for real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if I actually want to just listen to something goofy to fall asleep to, I look up Squatch on on Stitcher and see what, what comes up. I actually um, record Shane's voice and then have that playing when when I fall asleep. <laughs> it's it's nice. Uh, he reads me he's stories. He's just saying Sasquatch over and over again. Sasquatch. <laughs> but, uh, and it makes you laugh and lulls you to sleep. <laughs> but the only other service I think that's competing with this I can think of is Stitcher, right? Well, iTunes, right? On the other side, they've had podcasts in their thing forever. Right, but they don't. I don't think they do any of the radio stations stuff do they i don't use itunes i don't think they do <laughs> I, iTunes either. I think uh mb I, in the chat a is a huge they, they are fan. starting to go into radio stations type ideas yeah but i think that's still only with music i don't think anything for podcasts yeah. and they spun they spun podcasts off into a separate app and then you know oh yeah just... i forgot about that well, yeah, either way either way yeah, it's but very you gotta remember from apple's point of view they want to control the experience so if you're allowing people to listen to something that they don't control, that's inherently contradictory to the Apple philosophy. Well, they don't control this, and it's in iTunes, so shh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed a lot of E for explicit tags in Google Play for, this, for my recommendations, too. Yeah, all are. That's, yeah. that's, not, that's not all Apple-friendly. That Apple so. I don't like uh, censorship. And actually, recently, they changed that. Like, you could either just not say or you could be explicit or not. And they just changed that recently to where you have to say yes or no. So that may be why you're seeing a lot more of it. Yeah, so I... so. Anyway, Stitcher is the only competitor that I know of, and they have a that first of all the app kind of sucks. Stitcher, um, they had a huge outage. I don't know if you guys, well, you, Matt, you probably know a couple of weeks ago. No, I didn't notice, but did they? They were, they were out. They were completely down for four or five days. Huh. What? <laughs> wow! They're completely down. Um, they do some transcoding of the audio, so it's not the audio that you upload. Um. I did notice ads and stuff into it, don't they? You know, I actually don't come across that too much. They have ads in the app. Like, you get these awful interstitials. Yeah, there's not, like, Um, ads in the show, though. But I think they reserve, and I think Google does, too, to reserve the right to do that. Mm. Um, uh, In between episodes and all that, which would make total sense. Why not? But, But the Stitcher service is not great, and I think... I've heard complaints from podcast creators about terms and all that. A few years ago, that there was a big thing. The Nerdist didn't like it the way it was being done either. Um, so Google has an opportunity to you know, steal something. Because I don't think people are going to leave 
just leave Stitcher. Steal podcasts from Apple and Stitcher. (laughs) (laughs) But I think there's definitely some room in the market for uh, somebody who's maybe not transcoding all the audio, who doesn't go down for five days. Um, It sounded hmm. good, too. I was listening to some episodes today while I was uh, playing some Shadowgun Dead Zone, and it sounded great. I don't know. Good stuff. Yeah, though that I didn't hear the English uh, resuming episode um, voice that you do in Stitcher all the time. Mm-hmm. Speaking of shooting things, Matt, did you see this article or did you put this in here about Counter Strike? Oh, I was thinking something else. Uh, yeah, no, that's cool that that somebody did it. I don't think anyone will use it. Heck no. But for counter- those that aren't aware, basically Counter-Strike 1.6, which is I think one of the older versions of Counter-Strike, um, has been ported semi-successfully to Android. You requires a custom side-loaded APK and a whole bunch of trickery, and you have to have an original copy of the game. And Virgin so Blood. Just, I huh? think Virgin Blood. Yes, uh, amongst other things. Um, you also have to have the holy water of the um, Grail. narcoleptic yep. uh, Sasquatch Moving and uh, two or three <laughs> other things. Uh, anyway. So it's just, it's just a good practice and just because you can. I mean, it's cool. Right. And now it's just like, all right, nobody's going to remember that time wasted. But Right. No, no one is ever going to use this, but it is yet another little stab in the heart of the um we can't do this on android is this just like nerdy coders just like flopping it out on the table and being like oh yeah well i did flappy bird on a watch and this kid's like oh yeah i did fucking (laughs) counter-strike on a on a kindle fire (laughs) like yeah Well, like next it'll be, hey, I've got Halo playing on a uh, on an on a TI eighty three plus on my refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure though that if you own Nvidia equipment, you could just stream this to your device from your PC, the regular game, and be just fine. Yeah, you can stream a lot Probably. of those that came out around that time. It's just whether or not they offer it, you know. Yeah. Well, is this is I believe like I scrolled through the video a little bit that. Um, you know, this person is also running a a server, so that might be the thing. Like, this is it's not going to connect to any those... like old school Counter Strike servers that are still around, which I assume there still are some. Yeah. I'm sure there's still people that play that. I played Counter Strike relatively recently. I think still, yeah. What version's it on? <coughs> Man, I don't know. I can't even remember if I ever played Counter Strike. <coughs> I liked. Team Fortress. I mean, I... <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. I found an article that I wanted to talk about with, with Eric here because I know he's a huge fan of emojis. And uh, I, I am as well. Try and just kind of communicate back and forth using only emojis. It pretty well works, I mean, for the most part. So, uh, there's going to be some, some changes in the emojis for Android N, Android N-word. Not sure what that's going to be called. Uh, but yeah, says that they're, they're largely getting away from these weird freaky blobs, <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, and I'll show you, check this out. So here's, here's what they look like now. Maybe is this what they look like now? And then, whoa. Huh? Huh? Oh my god, they're so different. Huh? <laughs> huh? Huh? They made them more elongated. <laughs> I like Look at the one with hearts. It's like a lump and then it like that's yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah, the new one looks like it has a teardrop underneath the eye. Um <laughs> He, he sure caught a case. Not. He caught a case since last time we talked here. <laughs> this one went from two teardrops to just two big ones on each side instead of dude, that's nice. It's a teardrop under the eye tattoo is uh I don't really want to go that way. Yeah, I was hoping for something a little bit more exciting. <laughs> um, now the question though is what does the 
the the poo icon look like now? Ooh, do we have a, a preview of the poo icon? We have no poo. No. Not on this page. Come on, The Verge? Like what kind of reporting is this? How are you going to report on emojis and then not talk about the poo? <sighs> Some bullshit. You know what, they, Eric? They I'm sorry. Post. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I even brought this up. They don't They don't even have the eggplant emoji. I know. I mean, how this are we going to know? Terrible reporting. <laughs> sorry. That's amazing, though. I like <laughs> I like that this became a uh, this became an article. Um, the people are <laughs> somebody like, I, probably got paid for this. It got pitched and then edited and proofed, of course. I think what's funniest though is like they do the comparisons between like Android and Apple's. current Android iOS, and sometimes even Microsoft, which Microsofts are <laughs> Microsofts are pretty bad. Microsoft's emojis look like they're trying to commit suicide. Where do you even use Microsoft's emojis? Like, what devices? You don't have, like, an emoji keyboard? Shane, Jesus. Shane, (laughs) Eric and I have keyboards that are actual just emojis, so you got to know where home is, and then you can type in emojis. No, I I get that, but I'm just saying, like, where does Microsoft platform, like, where do you even use Microsoft emojis? Xbox, bro, Xbox. And Link. Late night Xbox chat rooms. (laughs) Are you guys running in on any devices? Nope. Uh, I have it on my uh, 5X. Although, I I gotta say, I, I it, it didn't break, but I dropped my Nexus 6 a while back. And I think between that and having it at the lab, and sometimes it gets, like, sticky and waxy, and anyway, the power button, like... Got weed all over got it. Got weed all over it, and it just doesn't work, but... <laughs> No, it's it's fine, as you can see. There's no cracks or anything. Maybe a little ding here. Um, but the power button doesn't work all the time. And it's getting worse. Like, so pretty soon, I'm not going to be able to turn it on or off. I'll just have to shake it and then swipe up real quick. Uh, so I bought a Nexus 6P. It really? should be here in a few days. Friday, I think. What color, what size? Ooh, gold, motherfucker. Oh, no, I didn't get the gold. I actually just now got the... Now we the meat of it. <laughs> no, I, I got the chain wow, attached. I just had a flashback to something my ex-wife said. No. What color and what size? Uh, no, I uh, just went with the plain black one, 64 gig, because I'm not greedy. And I also don't have $600 to spend on a fucking phone, which is oh, how, much, how much they are if you go big and go shiny. Um... But yeah, I don't know, we'll see. Everything I read said the camera was pretty amazing on it, and that it's 5.7, which is kind of my sweet spot. Yes, so. I have the 6, you'll like it more than the 6. The camera is really good. Nice. You'll like the camera. I do take a lot of pictures of weed, so that'll be important. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and a baby. Yeah, and I take uh, baby pictures, too. So, so I have the 128 gig version of it, right? So I'd like I put all my music on there. I won't worry about taking video. You're a rich man, Shane. There, and I, <laughs> and I've used 27 gig of 111 usable storage. Oh, like who feels it. like the greedy asshole? I could take my tablet, my my Shield tablet, back and then just get the bigger one. But I kind of like playing games on the Shield tablet. Been digging oh, so with your new uh, internet, have you done? That? No, I haven't renewed my subscription that I canceled to the the GeForce Now or whatever. Because I those games, I just they lagged a lot, and I just didn't play them. And I was looking at the selection; it's not that great. So I just uh, started playing Shadowgun Dead Zone, pretty much. That that's about it. <laughs> but I play it a lot. Yeah, I had a level twenty-seven. No big. What's that? His Nexus Seven died, so I gave him my uh, my Shield tablet. So all I have is the Pixel right now. Did you have the original or the next version, the K one? I had the original one. Oh, nice. The one that had the battery replaced. <laughs> the K one is the same innards, right? It just has much storage, and you don't have the LTE option. Yeah, mine's just Wi Fi. I like it. So, it's it's fast. A- I've been using it more. Now that I have fast internet at home again. Yeah, the um yeah, your picture looks better. The uh Yeah, hundred and fifty megabits, son. Hundred and fifty. Count them. 
Oh, cable's nice. Except it's Comcast, but that's all right. Yeah, um, but Pixel C though is uh, is so far the best. Well, I don't know the 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 the, uh, the Shield tablets are pretty good. I love the Shield TV, but uh, I'm digging the I'm digging the Pixel C. It's much I like it better than the Nexus Nine. I almost got one of those. They, so. yeah, they're pretty nice. Now you didn't mention if you're running you, when you mentioned uh, Android N. You said you had it on the 5X. Are you running it on the Pixel? Yeah, I'm also running on the Pixel, so I can do uh, side by side. Yeah, it's pretty stable. It it runs really good um, on the Pixel. Like you don't want you really even though um, I don't know how to, I don't know what's the best way to do this, but uh, yeah, it, it runs really well on the Pixel C. Even the keyboard is not uh, it's not terrible. So I, I do use it mostly for a stand. <laughs> <laughs> all right while you're uh, fl- uh playing around there i'm just looking at the specs on the 6p and by the way if i were in the position of having to buy a new phone right now and i was stuck on a nexus 6 line i would definitely get the 64 gig too because i mean the 32 versus the 64 when you buy it direct through google the price difference is 50 bucks that's nothing and you double your storage to go to 128, it's another 100. Do you really need 128 gigs of storage in your phone? Not for that much more, and if you look at what you're currently using, I bet it's not. So. Oh, you kidding me? I'm not even touching the 64, and I've got the 64. Yeah, and they're $50 off right now, right? Yep. The 6P? Yep, and then they try and sell you a case for 50 bucks, yeah. and I was like, ah, almost, except you didn't have the color I wanted, so sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, see I what recently they had to get with. a. Um, so I have a, what Eric? I'm gonna see what they come out with at uh, at I O. Um, but honestly, I still I still love my Moto X 2014. So I I might just stick with that for another year. The camera is so much better on the 6P though. Do you know I mean, how if you don't want to go? I have nothing else to say that. Oh, I, I was just going to ask you if you know how annoying it is when you try and turn your phone off and you press a button, but it doesn't turn off, and so you press it again and it doesn't turn off. So you got to, like, hold it this way and, like, really press it. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's very annoying. It's how I'm justifying that. I recently had to buy an iPhone SE um, for work. <laughs> And uh, I have to tell you, this finger, the fingerprint sensor is—it's it's, very—it's very clunky to use, even compared to a 5X. And it's like a—it's like a child's toy. I mean, ridiculous. oh my God, look at those hands, Jesus! Is that why you listen to Sasquatch podcast? You're looking for your father. <laughs> that's the largest. That's actually an iPad he's holding there, folks, in one hand. <laughs> I have appropriately sized hands, Eric. I'll have you know. It depends upon what you deem appropriate. <laughs> it looks like a, it's like an iPod Nano, but it's and this is this is a five X, so you can see the, the comparison. Yeah, and then a six P. I thought the six was too big. A six P is a small. I heard that. Me too. It's yeah. probably why I dropped it and the power button stopping working. Yeah, I, I shattered the screen on the 5X already. Had to get it fixed. <coughs> nice. Oh well. Hey, don't now, be. Matt, are you gonna get one of those funky new live cases now? No, I was gonna get a nice fold-up one like the the Shield tablet has because I like the idea that if if the power button does happen to go, you just gotta close the case and it turns it off, right? But they didn't have the one I wanted in the color I wanted. So. Oh, the live cases have an extra NFC button, so I think that would double as your other place. I don't know. I have a very strict size pocket in these carpenter pants that I bought a bunch of because my phone fit into it. So got to kind of keep the keep the right size there. We, we, I don't think we, we talked about these live cases, though. Like, What is does that? Does anybody want to explain what they are? Shame. Um, What's a live case? Well, 
So they, it's a you, you can either take a picture of your uh, your own picture and do some stylization to it. There's a um, so it's like a, uh, almost like a motor maker bill. You add a picture, you can do it as is, or you can stylize it, add textures, blah blah blah. Or you can take a location from Google Maps and do the same thing. And then it um, they have it for the five X and the six P and the six. And the six, actually. And um, I'm not sure why they're called live, except that when you put the case on between the NFC connection, it also uh, uh, changes your background to match the case. Uh, and then there's a button, an extra button on the back of the case that you can assign to do some sort of action. And I, I don't know what it's going to be when I get the case, but there's also an app that goes with it too called Live. What's it called here? Live. I feel like that was on Shark Tank that I just watched a little bit ago. Maybe. <laughs> but it was only for iPhone, and so they were all out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if you go to google.com slash live case, you can, you can see it. I ordered one that has a map on it to, that signifies where we take the dogs walking a lot. Um... Yeah, I'm just, uh, I don't know. I'm, we'll, we'll see how the quality of it. Um, I'm not really sure why they call it live, other than it, it automatically associates a wallpaper with a case. But we'll, we'll see. But uh, it's for price. Yeah, I mean, for a, I mean, in cases, you can spend more than $35 for a good case already. You know, you can buy all the good ones I've seen are at least twenty five bucks. That one was fifty on play for the six P, the fold one with the magnets that turns it off. The port. Oh, okay, yeah. The music is thirty five dollars. Yeah. I mean, I have the next, the standard Nexus cases on mine for protection and all that, which I think are pretty probably the best cases that Google's ever put on their that sold in the store for themselves. So I'm curious how these live cases look. They look like they're a little slimmer. Than the uh, standard cases that they have on there now. So, did you know that on average we spend five hours a day on our phones and possibly check it up to eighty-five times every day, more like every hour. So, yeah, there's the iPhone story. They're talking about how your phone might be able to tell when you you might depress. Hey, bud, you feeling feeling a little depressed? You've been. Uh, Checking out pictures of your ex on uh, Facebook there for the last, like, eight days. You doing okay? I haven't detected the sun, so you probably haven't gone outside. You all right? You all right, bud? Should I call someone? <laughs> yeah, I I wonder, do you think they do check? If you, uh, they do check to see if you're getting sunlight or I anything I fucking like hope that. not. That's weird. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> I believe I believe it's possible that your phone could. I mean, you could have you could. Uh, as you guys mentioned, all that different information combined could probably run through a filter and determine if you're more likely to be depressed. But I don't think anybody's doing that right now. So they say that the results indicated that when participants were depressed, there were more missed calls, fewer outgoing text messages. Uh, despite the lack of outgoing communication, screen time actually increased for depressed patients. Movement between towers was lower, so activity level was presumably lower. Uh, and this goes along with another study. They say it shows people who are depressed spend more time on social media, although not necessarily posting things, just kind of like looking at stuff, Smarking. wishing, hoping, daydreaming. <laughs> I would imagine they also examine like what words they're using, like when they text people, when they post to Facebook. Like you, that sort of analysis would probably also be very telling to see if somebody is depressed or better yet. Like they mentioned, uh, I think manic depression, um, or bipolarism. Holy shit. Like that you could probably easily pick up on that just based on what people are doing. Just based on people's emojis. I mean, if you're using smiley faces and then sad faces and then smiley faces again, clearly you're bipolar. What is up with all jump these in here because I, <laughs> I threw this into the doc, and this was actually a blog post by a friend of mine who is bipolar, um, and she writes an awful lot on the subject. Um, 
And it's a very interesting little thing because you would think that like word analysis would would work. Oh, if you see the word depressed or if you see the word unhappy or if you see the word da 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 and it's amazing. It doesn't work because people self-censor. Yeah, they're not posting that stuff. I mean, there's a handful yeah. in my Facebook feed that do. Uh, but yeah. there's for the most part, you know, there's they're they're not. Well, what are you I, if it's on the phone, if we're talking about the phone, then you can look at what am, what is this person typing and then backspacing and then look at their face and then be like, oh, they're just yeah. masturbating again. Why do they just look? <laughs> it must be happy. Yeah. Why is their power button sticky? <laughs> I said I dropped it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> That's one man's opinion. <sighs> <laughs> uh, the data collected these days is being used to develop apps that can snoop on your phone uh, that can help people recognize not only when they're having an episode but they will likely be able to predict an oncoming episode <laughs> honey calm down I think you're about to have an episode <laughs> I swear if my phone ever told me that shit it would be out the out the window Tell me to calm down. Don't laugh. There is an app for cycle tracking for women. <laughs> this is completely different, Joey. Come on. Don't be I gross. know, but I'm telling you that that no, does I, We exist. know. The internet. We know, Joey. The, the internet. Relationships. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. The internet knows, Joey. Wow. Well, that is interesting. That is interesting because this is one of the few things people spend that much time with, and there's a lot of data to be had there. Should just make an app that collects data on people. We should do that. <laughs> Nobody's ever done that. That's a good idea, right? I have at least one of these a month. Yeah. All right. Anything else? What else do you want to talk about? Spotty Android encryption. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Apple got into that phone. Mm, yeah. Buying third-party exploits Apple, from ISIS, well, probably, pretty much. Yeah, that was an interesting little piece of engineering. It had nothing to do with Apple, after all. It was a third party that hacked Apple, which... Well, didn't saved. hack, just found an exploit in their OS, which there are many. They're always being found. They just found one that allowed them to do that. They didn't hack Apple. They didn't, like, get into iCloud or anything oh, like that. Okay, I'm sorry. Hacked an Apple device with an exploit. Thank you. My... Thank you. This is Attack of the Androids. we got to be, you know, sorry. legit. Thank you. Hard on wall. Um, but, yeah, that, that was an interesting interesting article and in, in how that came about. Um, ironically, Apple's, I'm sure, spinning it as, we won, we won, we didn't have to unlock the phone, when what they really ought to be saying is, oh, crap, somebody found an exploit in our, in our <laughs> hardware. We're all screwed. Um, but we, we won't hear about that part. Um, yeah, yeah it's it censorship people. Um, but what is interesting is the, the distributed nature and the differences in the open source aspect of the, of the platform means that you really lose control over who's using it and how they're using it. And one of the things that, 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 changes is that it's very hard to enforce a standardized method of encryption because not all encryption is supported by all hardware and not all hardware can support encryption without serious performance uh, 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 diminishing problems. Yeah. So, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, The problem with that article, though, that, that's linked to the story is, it, is like it doesn't consider what Samsung as, a man, you know, as one of the largest Android manufacturers what their phones are doing with security. With Some NOS? With security but, that's, but that's the point, is that Samsung's doing their own thing, and Huawei is probably doing their own thing. No, but Samsung's NOX stuff made it into Android, right? Like, that was the thing they mentioned a couple years uh, They mentioned Google I.O., that Samsung security made it into Android. They, they, they uh, Sundar Pichai thanked uh, Samsung. So I'm just saying, like, when they say only 5.6% of phones are running Marshmallow, mm -hmm. uh, so that means everything is insecure, I, I don't think that's quite accurate. Because there's Samsung is one of the largest manufacturers, and 
you know, what percentage of their phones were encrypted. I, I'm just saying, like, it's not based on Marshmallow. There's more to it. What would you say? Anything before KitKat or what? You know, I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know when Samsung went to start encrypting stuff. I'd say it probably wasn't before 64-bit. So it, it, it may be the Samsung. 2014. So yeah. 2013, 2014. Hmm. I'd say S S5 and up probably or, or secure. No, the notes probably secure. But all this, though, as Joey, though, mentioned, though, of course, Apple has holes. Every one of these phones can be socially engineered. Mm-hmm. There's a video somewhere where somebody literally, if you trick somebody on an iPhone to go to a web page, you can install a profile that lets you do everything. That's it. And you, and you can install key loggers within minutes. Just like, hey, so, hey, dude, can I can I use your phone real quick? Just got to make a real quick call. All right, thanks, yeah, thanks. You can be, literally, that guy can go to a web page, install a profile on your phone, Hey, why are you opening up browser? Hey, what? What are you doing? Give me my phone back. Yeah, you could literally, you could probably do it under a minute. Yeah. So all these phones are, you know, what the encryption protects you against is if you leave your phone somewhere um, or you're doing something illegal and uh, it uh, removes you. It removes you from being the low hanging fruit. In which case, there are many more to be had, so they'll just move on. Unless you're you a target. Are, you both are overlooking two major sectors where encryption on devices is often considered to be a requirement, and that would be the financial sector and also the healthcare sector. If you even have the possibility of dealing with with patient health information in any form on a mobile device, that device should be encrypted. Because if it's not, and it does get stolen, lost, whatever, the, the the consequences of one person finding their health information leaked in terms of a lawsuit are ridiculous. What are you and worried funny- about, though? You should have, like, text secure signal, whatever it is now, signal, uh, for your messages. Any of your banking stuff, you have to type in the password every time. There's the, I don't know, the Wells Fargo app doesn't save your password. Uh, wallet. Yeah, it's, it's not about it's not about absolutes and security in terms of. No, passwords. I get that, it, but it's about moving liability is what it boils down to. Because if you can look the auditor in the eye and say, "Hey, all of our mobile devices are encrypted," that may give that may give you a pass versus a fail on some audit. Sure. Because it uh, is ultimately a good idea. Encryption is so new, though. I can't imagine any of those organizations are caught, have caught, that many have caught up. Or that uh, no, look how many hospitals are getting hit with that uh, that encryption bug, whatever it's yeah. called. I forget what and, it's and called. Yeah, now, the, the biggest the biggest threat to the average person is social engineering. Someone just straight up taking your phone. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. Or tricking you into going to a link on your phone, or yeah, yeah. Well, that's the idea between behind the the whole idea of like having encryption on the phone. Like you said, like you know, it's the it's the data at rest. It's the stuff that's sitting there. When you know some, when you're at the airport and somebody jacks your phone or your laptop, um, and as far as like these organizations are concerned, like the past few years they've been using BlackBerry, which has been um, awesome. I forget what I forget what the what the encryption certification is, but like it's good enough for it was good enough for government and healthcare and everything like that um, because it had such good encryption. Except they gave the keys. Except out. they gave the keys away to these other governments. <laughs> well, <laughs> then it became an issue. <laughs> so much for that. Yeah. So the government of Iran can decrypt your CIA issued BlackBerry. That's okay. fine. Hey, if they want to get into my Shield tablet and see how much ass I'm kicking in Shadowgun Dead Zone, go right ahead. I'll start posting that shit to my wall then. If you want to see it, that's fine. You know what I've noticed lately? A lot of uh, a lot of Spanish names in the games. Pretty much, it's like Groovy Matt, and then a bunch of Eduardos and Consuelas and and all that. It's it's pretty amusing. I don't know if I'm like just playing with Spanish people, or if nobody else plays this game anymore. I I don't know. Um, we have a note. Uh, one quick note from the chat. Um, Mm. So my brother uh, works in healthcare IT, and he says that mm. hospitals are getting hit mm-hmm. with ransom and malware because there are too many systems classified by the FDA as a medical device. Mm. Hence, it is more difficult to apply security patches. 
So Word your pacemaker is insecure. It, 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 I agree right? completely, Chad. I agree completely. I used to be a system administrator in healthcare, and I whoa, completely whoa. agree. Bro, don't use his real name. His name's MB in the chat. Come on. How could you? How could you? What was that, Shane? I was going to ask you which brother this was. It's the one that's in the chat. The only brother. <laughs> the only brother that matters. By the way, are you back in the States, Derek? Funny you should ask. So next next week, this time, um, you probably won't see most of this behind me. I'm getting, I'm packing up. Uh, all next week is my pack out, and then I am back in the states in May. Forever? <laughs> no. Nope. Then Dude, I'm off to Africa. Why don't you work for like a private company and make some real money? Ooh, that's Maybe a good will, question. Shane. Ooh. Maybe I will. Ooh, hey, Eric, taxation Whoa. is job theft. Is you tell job offer, Shane? Eric, you, you tell your boss taxation is theft and we're pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sure to tell that to my immediate supervisor. You tell I mean, you're gonna be what, a toady for Trump next year? Is that what I'm president? Did you just sir. take it there? <laughs> Eric's feeling the burn, okay? <laughs> That's Either right. way. Either way. <laughs> uh, MB so, in the chat Tom says, uh, Joey, you motherfucker. So, uh, What do you guys think about Windows getting in, or not Windows, but Microsoft getting in on the Android game? Is this, uh, this going to save their their mobile, mobile side? Okay, so I think their only chance to ever be relevant making phones, if they want to make phones, is they have to make their own Android phones. That's it. Like, Windows Phone is going nowhere. If if they're content to just focus on bundling Office and all that, that'd be fine, too. Hey, but they're they busy. Wanna... They're busy trying to auto-upgrade everyone to Windows 10, okay? They don't have time to be dicking around trying to make phones. This is important. Yeah, I don't... I, I don't know why. I think they should. I mean, if they want to make phones, they should do Android. They should drop Windows Phone. It's ridiculous. No one's ever going to develop for it. Um, there, this is this insane fantasy that people are going to develop apps for the desktop that are going to run on the phone is just ridiculous. And then unless they pay people, no one's writing apps. For it. Like I'm in the app business, right? And we we look at we look at the numbers. No app developer. Where the where the action is, which is in mobile apps and, and services, is going to look at that one point one percent of the market that Windows has right now right. ever developed for it. Right, Eric, why don't you get in on some app development and make some real money and make some real money, huh? <laughs> Enough of this pussyfooting around, Eric. You're not getting any younger. No, not getting any younger. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> We'll see what happens when I go back to the states. Did you see how much that guy got paid to not secure Hillary Clinton's email server? No, how much? <laughs> it was probably more than he made at this. Oh, yeah. well, he and he wasn't even like he wasn't a State Department person, if I remember right. Like, wasn't he brought in by Hillary? Yeah, yeah. Your your, your former boss uh, hired outside the state IT department. <laughs> Apparently, you guys weren't hacking it. Uh, I, I really wish I, I could like totally see this. Eric in there like that dude from Hackers <laughs> on his skateboard looking all goth and just like who is he he's in the system oh, yeah. he's in the main I'm not sure, Eric, why wouldn't you be able to talk clearly they weren't concerned about security at the uh, state department it's like the mafia you do not talk about the family <laughs> <laughs> yeah why weren't you in there securing that shit Eric it was, I was, yeah, I was surprised. I didn't even realize that you dropped the ball. Person like that existed. You well, so. now you have a goal. I have a goal. Something to aspire to. So Joey does more corporate stuff. Does he have a comment on the Microsoft making Android? Joey, Microsoft, Android. Ironically, I think it might help them more than hurt them. Mm. Um. I think it goes back to that whole comment that we've had in the past about why is iTunes on Android? Well, it's because they want to be everywhere that people are. Um, and I think that if Microsoft is truly going to be a player in this cloud world, 
that they're going to have to embrace the fact that they're going to have to move sooner or later to a service-based model, and those services are going to have to be available on every single type of device that they possibly can be in order to get the greatest market share. Do you find it? people will just go somewhere else. It's interesting that Cyanogen's in on this and working with them to get Cortana just, like, up in Cyanogen OS, just, like, right in there. I have to say, I've not heard much about a new big launch from Cyanogen in quite a while. That's because they've been busy trying to cram Cortana into Android. Because <laughs> you don't live in India. That's right. <laughs> I, I, no, that's the thing, though. I think they even had trouble in it. Like, something happened in India where their phones yeah. weren't selling that well. Yeah. yeah. So they, they lost yeah. some exclusive deal. I think Cyanogen Mod is still going okay. Cyanogen, the company, I don't know. Like, it's very iffy. Um, I think that them partnering with Microsoft is probably the best bet for both companies. Um, and, uh, I mean, I would, I don't know that I would buy it because I like, I like all the Google services, but I would totally consider a Microsoft phone. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate a, a Microsoft CyanogenFone phone because I know that at least the base operating system is going to be good. All right. Here's the problem. How do you market it though? You it's just... no longer a pure Microsoft product. Neither is it a pure Android product. It's some How Samsung of, market it. You con <laughs> Lenovo into selling it. Now, Joey, now, again, since I don't know, we don't have an actual phone to look at. I would think if they're a company that's selling their their um, you know their Office 365, their Azure services to businesses, that if they had a phone offering, they just say, look, we'll provide you the cloud. We'll provide you. You know, the Office 365. Oh, and here are here's phone and phone management through their. Uh, yeah, but but that ignores the current trend of BYOD. Bring your own device. Yeah, but right. But I think bring your own device is because people were uh, generally offered crappy BlackBerry phones. <laughs> That's uh, where no, that came I think from. We, no, 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 no. Whoa, I got to challenge you on that one, Shane. Because d- BYOD is a cost-cutting move because it shifts the cost of the phone and the support and the access away from the company and onto the individual instead of getting uh, instead of the company incurring the entire cost of buying devices and plans and then telling the the employee that they can't use it for personal use when they know darn well they're going to use it for personal use Instead, the employee buys the phone, the employee buys the plan, they size it for how they want, and they get a standardized stipend to cover a fixed cost. It's a budget move. The business doesn't have to weigh uh, data costs that fluctuate up and down because their 10-year-old kid describes, uh, grabs the phone and starts watching YouTube on it in the middle of, a, uh, in the, middle of the desert on uh, 4G. Yeah, but Joey, I can imagine moving companies to Azure and to off-prem cloud services – plus a phone solution would overall be a cost cut. It could either be cost savings or cost neutrals. I mean, it all depends on how they do it. But you're asking how they would market it. That's how they could market it as a, a you know, as an add-on on top of their uh, other services for businesses. Maybe. Now, what's interesting, though, uh, a link off of that article that we were talking about um when uh, the, this article right here uh, says that now, according to uh, the most recent uh, uh, shareholder reports, Windows now represents only 10% of the revenue that's brought in by Microsoft. Yep. It is fourth place in in the revenue streams. So the, that in and of itself is incredibly interesting because that means that the 800-pound gorilla of the desktop world is no longer – a significant portion. Okay, 10% is still significant, but you know, 10% could also be lost and the company would still remain at 90%. This is probably one of the reasons why they're giving away Windows 10. They've realized that they're not making that much on it, so why not give it away rather than deal with piracy? Yeah, one of the interesting is if they could build Continuum into Android because... Can you imagine being a road warrior and, I mean, you just all you have to do is just carry around this phone and do all your stuff. You, you know, you pop it in at, at work or, you know, when you're traveling. That's just- yeah, but that, that, again, ignores the whole idea. If you had a smartphone that was as powerful as your laptop, you wouldn't need the laptop. And if you 
that whole one device that does everything that's never gonna happen first of all no exactly it's never gonna happen because you cannot build the power of a desktop into a smartphone with a battery that will last long enough to make it worthwhile doing it that's why we have chromebooks and desktops and all-in-ones and phones and tablets i I agree you know not as a replacement but as a device as the as a as a phone device, if you're using it for work, that um, yeah. would be a full productivity device. Because the, the I mean, last job I had, we had I was doing mobile IT. I was a road warrior. Um, I had several businesses I was in multiple times per week. But yes, I was a road warrior. I had a home office. I had an on-site office in a couple of locations, and then at other times I would be on the road. So I was literally working out of the car, basically, and. I had a five-inch phone, an HTC One. Um, I had the um, the the oh, help me out, the Asus tablet, Matt, that you and I had that had the, the dock. transformer. Thank you, the transformer with the dock, and I had a 15-inch Windows laptop. And the problem was that 15-inch, that that 10-inch screen sat in the bag 90% of the time because I either needed the ability to talk on it or be portable, meaning the phone, or I needed the full power of the PC because of the apps that I needed to run. And there was no middle ground for me. Power to the PC, then just carry that around. Yeah. I mean, that was the hard part, was that you can't have one device to do everything. That's why there's multiple devices. And I've, I well, keep hearing that up. I keep hearing that, hearing that, and hearing that. Oh, we'll get to the point where I only have one device. It's never going to happen. Yeah, it will when it's implanted in your brain. <laughs> I was going to say butt. In your brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll say this, Joey. Like, I, I, I'm a firm believer that the idea of tablets being replacing a laptop and everybody tapping on glass hunched over is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And the idea that we're... We, right, so I, I'm a big firm believer in desktops and laptops, but as the app developer, I can see where a lot of things that require PCs now are not going to require PCs in the future. That with cloud computing and increased uh, network speeds, that your device doesn't have to be as powerful as it was. Like Matt just said, Chromebooks, right? Every mm-hmm. phone we have, all your our next six keys are all more powerful probably than a Chromebook. I don't know. Um, I got a pretty powerful Chromebook. <laughs> Okay, well, some of the cheaper Chromebooks, but it is possible that that apps can be built around that. So yeah. that that is where Microsoft has a chance. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. But, yeah, but um, Microsoft has traditionally not done very well trying to be small and lean and efficient. Microsoft uh, should quit messing around with that crap and focus on how to bring Xbox games into PlayStation VR. Yeah. Well, ironically, that's a, a, a that that was a little bit of a shocking kick in the head to me that that, that Xbox is a bigger money maker both in absolute terms and in percentage for them than Windows is now. That 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 just blew my mind. One word. Yeah, one that, word. That account for all the, Halo. Is that is that right though? Because there's huge R and D costs well beyond with windows yeah but they come out with like one every eight years like they've recouped since you know in that in that time frame i i thought i heard not that long ago that they over the years they still had not made any money they were still uh in the red with yeah uh, but then you look at okay fine but but let me tell you a brief story about the way sears used to sell socket sets Mm. they'd give you the ratchet but they charge you for the sockets to put on the ratchet. You can no, give away no, no. windows, and then you can sell people office. And when you do that, you make a thousand percent on office, and you give away the Windows platform to run it on, and no. everyone's happy. No, I understand, but I'm just saying, everybody. I, I hear this a lot from Paul Theroux that everybody thinks that Xbox is loved and successful. But it's they've sold like eighty million total Xboxes in like twenty years, and it hasn't made that much money. Like same with Bing, it hasn't made that much money. <clears throat> and because there's hardware costs associated with it, but that that may change with Windows 10, I guess, as they are giving it away. Who knows? Even if they're not making money, do you think that it at least keeps them relevant and maybe somewhat? Um, not inventive, but you know what I mean, like innovative, creative, I guess, innovative. Um, 
just making if it you worse. Live, if they were still just doing Office and Windows and they weren't doing any of the um, any of the other stuff, even if it doesn't make a lot of money, would they still would their stock price still be as stable as it is? Yeah, I think it shocked me though is how poorly the Xbox One is done compared to the PS4. Well, the Xbox One is that launch though. Go on, shit. The Xbox One, in my opinion, isn't all that much better than the 360. So if you bought a 360, you might not want to buy the One. Just a thought. Just that's just my take on it. I'm not a gamer, so maybe there's something I've overlooked. But one thing about you were saying about using Xbox as a marketing tool. Um, I can't tell you the number of people I have run uh, run into up here um, that I went to school with, that I grew up with, that I now run into in a professional capacity, and they've got Macs. And the reason why they've got Macs is because we had Macs when we were in school. And I'm just saying that uh, that is definitely something that Apple started back in the 80s, and it's paying dividends now. So if you can get into people's hearts and minds when the Microsoft Xbox at age 10, when they start playing shooters, when they're 30 and 40, Microsoft is going to be a warm and fuzzy memory. Yeah, yeah. Nintendo, that's why I still use DOS. That's why Nintendo is still so popular. I mean, it's Actually, all about... Actually, I think it might be. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Eric, what's our email address? Our email address is show at attackoftheandroids.com. Ah, music to my ears. Attackoftheandroids.com, check it out. And hey, if you're lucky enough to have Google Play Music with podcasts, check us out there. Subscribe and see how that works. Uh, yeah, attackoftheandroids.com. Thanks for listening. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. You can join us every week at www.attackoftheandroids.com slash live.